We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Great show lined up for you today. Going to be talking some potential Aaron Rodgers trade destinations. We had Aaron on the Pat McAfee show, some compensatory picks, an award. What more could you possibly ask for on a random Wednesday in January? Let's start out with, of all people, Quay Walker, who was awarded the first team all-rookie team by the Pro Football Writers of Association. So cool acknowledgement for him. He is the first team linebacker for the all-rookie team. Um, by their election, I guess, if you will, their vote. Uh, next up is compensatory picks. So Nick Colty, uh, Corti, excuse me, does this for over the cap. Uh, he does a phenomenal job every year of charting all of the minutia that goes into like the formula and what teams are going to get awarded, what picks usually isn't exact at the end, but he gets really darn close uh, when the comp picks are officially announced. What he is projecting for Green Bay is a fifth round pick for Marquez Valdez-Scantling and two seventh round picks for Oren Burks and Chandon Sullivan. So Green Bay could be getting three compensatory selections 
Thankfully, no third round pick because, of course, that would just go to waste anyway. So they will get a fifth and two sevenths in this uh, compensatory formula if Nick is, in fact, correct. But we should get news from the NFL shortly on what compensatory picks are officially announced. And, of course, once they are, we will have that news for you right here on the Packaday podcast as well. Meanwhile, of course, we had some Adam Schefter news as well. He basically stated, and it wasn't necessarily a report, so to speak, but that Green Bay would not trade Aaron Rodgers to the NFC, that they may be open for business to teams in the AFC. I don't know. Who knows, right? And as Aaron Rodgers would eventually go on to say on the Pat McAfee show, any trade talk is conjecture at this point, which I agree with. I'm sure that's probably the case. I legitimately believe Aaron when he says he hasn't made up his mind yet, although I would be beyond shocked if he decided not to play this upcoming season. I think the only remaining question is going to be where he ends up playing. And as far as the whole AFC NFC thing, I hope that's not the case. Now, I get not wanting to trade him to Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, etc., having to see him two times a year and just like that opens up an entire different feel, right? But if the best team or the team that's offering the best deal and if if Aaron's open, assuming that Aaron's open to playing for that team is in the NFC, who freaking cares? Like, go get the best deal possible. And even if you need to have like an NFC tax, meaning like, let's say, let's just pick a team, right? Let's say it's the Carolina Panthers. Let's say Aaron wants to go to Carolina and Carolina is super interested and is offering like a similar deal to what the Jets are offering. Let's just say it's Jets and Panthers and Panthers are offering a similar deal to the Jets. And Aaron's like, I'm open to playing for either. You could say, well, we'll just send them to the AFC then. We'll, we'll send them to the Jets. Or, But what I would do is I would go back to Carolina and say, all right, we would prefer to trade him to the Jets. That's where we're going to send him. We're going to trade him to the Jets. You're offering basically the same stuff. You want Aaron, you're going to have to offer another first-round pick. You offer another first-round pick, we'll trade him to an NFC team. We'll trade him to the Panthers. Otherwise, we'd rather just send him to New York and have him go off to the AFC. Maybe the Panthers say, okay, we'll give another first, in which case, awesome. Like, take the best deal. If not, send them to New York and say like we're we're fine. We'd rather send them to an AFC team. That that's fine. If they're if the deals are similar, I get it. Send them to the AFC team. But get what is best for your franchise. And if you have to see Aaron on a NFC team playing against you on the opposite side of the field, so be it. No big deal. You'll get through it. We had to face Aaron or Brett Favre for four games in a Minnesota Vikings jersey. It's okay. We all survived. We're all adults here. We can get through seeing Aaron in another jersey, whether it's you know in on their home field and Green Bay playing against them, or whether he's coming to Lambeau. We'll get through it. It's going to be okay. Like just get the whatever is the absolute best deal for Green Bay. Now, I, I tweeted out, and I still mean this, right? Like if Chicago came in and is like, hey. We're going to give you the first overall pick. We're going to give you Justin Fields. We're going to give you Darnell Mooney. We're going to give you two more first round picks. Like who cares? Trade him to Chicago. Not only is that, not only are you making things worse for Chicago, but you're making things better for your own team too. Does it suck having to see him in Chicago? Yeah. But like take the best deal. Now that is clearly not going to happen. And that kind of brings me to my next point here as well uh, is if you start looking at this contract for Aaron and what an opposing team is going to have to trade for him uh, and just take on from a salary standpoint, I think we're probably getting a little bit of ahead of our, ahead of ourselves and we're thinking like this is going to be like two first round picks and maybe a player. I do think it's within the realm of possibility that they could get a first round pick. I think it's a possibility they could move up in the first round and then get a uh, like a conditional pick based on what happens with his team this upcoming season or how Aaron performs. I think those are possibilities, but 
This is a team that's taking on a exorbitant salary cap hit in 2024. They'd have a very easy cap hit in 2023 to swallow, but 2024, should he retire or they should they need to move on, they're going to take a major salary cap hit. They're basically going to be paying him for if he plays for one season over 50 million over the course of the next couple of years for his services. And to pay that plus give up a premium draft choice. I do think some team will be stupid and well, maybe not even stupid, but just desperate enough to do something like it. I just don't know that it's going to get to the like, oh, Green Bay is just swimming in stuff now because they traded Aaron Rodgers. I think it's maybe a first or maybe moving up and then a conditional pick, something like that. But I would, my advice would just be if this does come to fruition, if he does end up trade, traded, just don't set your expectations too high for what Green Bay is going to get in return. Expect lower if it ends up higher freaking awesome, but I wouldn't expect the mother load, any, anything like it in exchange for Rodgers because it's probably a one-year deal for a quarterback who's going to be age 40 and a team's just not going to give up insane resources for that type of one-year investment. It's just, they're not, they're generally not, even if that player is four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, who could still probably play at a very high level. So just keep that in mind. Uh, then we had Aaron on the Pat McAfee show. So we had some, you know, some interesting quotes, some interesting stuff that went on. Basically he said all trade talk is conjecture until he decides if he wants to play or not. Reiterated that change is part of the business and is part of life. So kind of keeping that door open of we'll see what happens. Understand that Green Bay may ultimately want to go younger, that they potentially drafted his replacement in Jordan Love and that they could go with a youth movement. Um, he understands that he also sort of reiterated that this is not Aaron Rodgers versus the Green Bay Packers or the Packers versus Aaron Rodgers. This is just like, it just happens. This is business. It's a tough business. And these type of decisions have to be made. Basically said, if something happens, he'll still have a lot of respect for the organization, loves the city, loves the town, loves the people, loves the organization, and seemed very at peace with whatever ends up happening said he was open to an honest conversation with the team if that's what needs to end up happening. Basically laid out that he needs to decide what happens first. And then, you know, what does the team look like after that with him at quarterback? Is this a team that can win the Super Bowl? Does Green Bay want him back? So it's his decision. And then it's kind of them together deciding what's best for both parties. And he did reiterate too, that he doesn't need his guys on the team. So that list of players, the Lazards, the Lewises, the Tunyons, the, you know, the guys, the Bakhtiaris, he said, you know, he doesn't need, you know, everyone there in order to be a Super Bowl contender in order for him to come back. He just, I think he wants to compete for a Super Bowl is basically what it ended up being. So the, the key takeaways here, there's no decision yet. I very much believe he's still going to play this year. Would be shocked if he doesn't end up playing. He seems very open and at peace with everything. And I think Zach Cruz actually put it best. This is what Zach tweeted out, and it was just perfectly worded. Uh, a divorce may or may not be coming, but the groundwork for an amicable, amicable divorce, easy for me to say, has been laid. So I'll say that one more time. A divorce may or may not be coming, but the groundwork for an amicable divorce has been laid. I think it's beautifully said. I, I don't think we have any major decisions here. I don't think anything is set in stone. I don't think that he is necessarily going to be traded. I think it is conjecture at this point. But I do think that there's now crumbs from Schefter and Rappaport and Peter King. We've had the Aaron Rodgers never say never. He reiterated, hey, change may happen. Green Bay may want to go in another direction. This very well could still end up with him just being a Green Bay Packer. It's still the easiest solution of everything. But I do think that groundwork has been laid by kind of all sides of 
hey, if this does get to a situation where it's just best, best for both sides, that's okay. That can happen. And I think I think that's a good thing is what I would say. And I don't don't be mistaken either. Like every single, like I know Matt Schneidman is running one or was running one yesterday, a poll of what would you rather do or like what should the Packers do, trade Aaron or keep Aaron. I ran one. I know Bill Michaels ran one. Like the majority of the people in those polls are voting trade Aaron. And don't think that the organization isn't seeing that as well, that there is this a little bit underground movement of like, hey, it seems like the if the fan base is at least maybe like, it may be like Twitter's not a real place, right? It's not, like there's there's different versions. You've posted the same poll on Facebook and Instagram and all over. You would probably get different results depending on where you're posting it. But it does seem like the fan base is more open to a Rodgers trade than they've ever been in the past. And that might make it easier for Green Bay to say, all right, this isn't going to be a, a Brett Favre situation where like 80% of the fan base is upset. Like maybe half the, the fan base is actually like, okay, like we're, we're ready to move on from Aaron. And maybe that makes things easier for the, the front office too, if that's the direction that they ultimately want to go in. So I think as Zach Cruz, again, perfectly said, the groundwork is being laid that if it does end in divorce, that there can be a reasonable solution where this isn't Rogers wanting to go all nuclear on the way out. And the Packers aren't saying horrible things about Aaron, not that that's what they did with Brett or anything, but like, just like, Hey, Packers think, hey, it's, maybe it's time to go in a different direction. And Roger's like, oh, okay, well, let, let's see what, if we can find a team that might work and just be adults about it, which would be freaking awesome. Again, assuming that he wants to go somewhere else, assuming Green Bay wants to go with love or in a different direction, like it would be awesome if everyone could just play nice in the sandbox and say, all right, well, let's let's figure out a team that makes sense for both sides. Let's get this done. And hopefully this can benefit you, benefit us. And everyone's kind of happy in the end. Because like, how awesome would it be if the Packers went in a different direction and Love was the next guy. He was a really good starter. And the Packers were able to rebuild quicker because they were able to go in this direction now. And what if Aaron got to, you know, go play on another team and be super successful and have a chance to win it all right now? I'll tell you this, like one of my favorite things now before some other stuff happened, and of course, before he went to Minnesota, but like when Favre got traded to the Jets, that was freaking awesome. I got to cheer for Aaron and the Packers, and I got to cheer for Favre and the AFC, especially because that trade, the way it was set up is the Packers would get a better draft pick, the better that the Jets did. That was like, that. Was, like that's not just having like a, oh, I have kind of like a fun side team that I like in the AFC a little bit, and I kind of want them to do, like, that's legitimately, I get to cheer for Brett freaking Favre on another team. Like, and a lot of times it was like the Packers noon game, Jets 3-30 game. And like, you could cheer for them. And not only were you cheering for Favre still, but you were cheering because you, the Packers would ultimately benefit from it as well. If he did well there, like that was awesome. Like it would be very fun if Rodgers had that same situation where he you got to cheer for him because if, if he did better, the Packers would get a better draft pick. You can still cheer him on on another team. And meanwhile, Packers, you're, you're cheering for love and hoping, hoping that that rebuild can go very quick and not have to be a, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 20 year thing, right? So there's a way that you, you know, regardless of where you stand on this topic, that everyone can just be adults playing the sandbox, realize that maybe it's time and cheer for all great outcomes for everyone. Is it probably going to happen that way? Yeah, probably not, but still, you know, at least there's a, a pathway now to, for this to be a amicable solution and not, you know, just vitriol and hate and spewing venom and everything else. So that would be nice if that does come to fruition, if it does in fact end up in a trade. So that gets us to Conjecture City. 
And of course, Rogers just says, any trade talk is pure conjecture at this point. But what, what more fun is there than conjecture, especially when it comes to trades, right? I don't care who you are. Like if you're a wrestling fan, the, the the most fun thing in the world to do is to, you know, fantasy book your favorite wrestling matches. The reason we play fantasy football is we like to make fun trades and draft players. It's fun. The reason we do franchises in Madden, it's fun to trade players and draft players and do all that stuff. It's fun. It's no different here. Like whatever ends up happening, this might be all much ado about nothing, but it's fun to talk about. Where could he end up being? What could they get in return? What teams make sense? We do this for fun. It's supposed to be entertainment. So let's do it. Let's see what teams would potentially make sense. I'm going to go through all 32 teams, well, 31 teams, and see what teams make sense, what teams don't make sense. So let's start actually in the AFC East with a team that I actually think is maybe a bit under the radar and actually could make a lot of sense, but there are two very difficult things to get over. And that's the New England Patriots. And I, if you, when I said AFC East, you may, a lot of you may have been thinking, oh, New York Jets, that's interesting. No, I actually think New England Patriots. Here's why. Rodgers has a crap ton of respect for Bill Belichick. Like there is a, like almost like a bromance there between Belichick and Rodgers and how much they respect each other. And I think Belichick would love to coach Rodgers. I think Rodgers would love to play with Belichick. I think that is a legit match that both of those guys would beyond love. You look at the Patriots roster and at let's start at quarterback, right? Mac Jones not hasn't really shown that he's the guy. Bailey Zappi, fun little project last year, but you'd probably like to have him develop a little bit more. So there's not a quarterback that's really blocking the way. There's nothing that like the Patriots would be like, well, we've got Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, so we're just a hard pass. I don't think that's the case. So that's kind of step one is that, yeah, they'd probably be open for business there. Step two is, like I said, Belichick, I think would very much be interested. They're always looking like, how can we improve our team and make our team better this year? Well, having Aaron Rodgers instead of Mac Jones or Billy Zappi is probably a good way to do that, right? Now, the rest of the roster is interesting. You don't, I don't think you look at New England and are like, well, yeah, that's a, you add Aaron Rodgers and that's a Super Bowl contending team, which could theoretically be a deal breaker for Aaron Rodgers, except the Patriots actually have a very impressive amount of salary cap space and a lot of windows that they could open to even open more salary cap space. So what if Belichick's like, hey, come to New England. We're actually, we'll trade you for DeAndre Hopkins. We'll bring in your boy. You know, you can choose either Randall Cobb or Alan Lazard. We'll bring in Mercedes Lewis for you. Like, you know, if there's anyone else that you're interested in around the league, like let us know. And like, well, we could probably add another weapon. We've got, you know, a couple of really good tight ends and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Our offensive line's pretty darn good. We've got a really nice stable of running backs. We're going to, like I said, we're going to add Hopkins for you. You know, we've, we've got Parker, like, this is going to be a good team. And like, just if, if Belichick could look Rodgers in the eye and be like, I got the defense. Don't worry about that. I will get that defense playing at a Super Bowl level as I've done my entire career. I'll take care of that side of things. We'll, we'll make things work over there. I'm going to get you the weapons that you need on offense. They have the money to do so. They have the capital to make any sort of trade work. I love it. I like, I love that for, for Rodgers. And I love like how that could potentially come to fruition. Like it all makes sense, except... Would Rodgers really want to play in Tom Brady's backyard in his, like in the stadium that he made legendary, that he won all of his Super Bowls, well, almost all of his Super Bowls with that, like, and number 12, like he's, he's not wearing number 12 in New England. I don't, I don't think that's going to probably happen. Is he willing to go to New England where a different number and play in Tom Brady's, basically the shadow of Tom Brady and do that? 
That is a that is a tough thing to feel like he would do. Maybe like you never know with Rodgers. He says, "I'm sure. I am sure he would say uh, on the McAfee show if he was asked, would you play for New England?" You, you know, and I'm sure he would say, "Oh, I don't. You know, I don't care about playing. You know, in, in you know that that Tom played there. I don't care if I have to change my number. I'm sure that's what he would say. I think he wore number eight. He wore number eight in college, and you know, maybe he just doesn't care, but." That's an interesting one, but I, I I legitimately think take take the Brady thing away, and take the uh you know take number twelve thing away, and that that match is very very interesting. And I don't know maybe maybe Brady would say hey just take twelve who cares and maybe the Patriots would like be like okay we'll give you twelve and maybe Rogers wouldn't be uh, sensitive about or you know not sensitive is the wrong word but like wouldn't care about you know playing in in the shadow of Tom Brady there. But that that one is very interesting to me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's go to the New York Jets next, because that's another team that a lot of people have mentioned. That's where Favre went and when he was traded. And the Jets are a team that's ready to compete right now and, and trying to compete right now. Robert Sala is head coach. I think that would be a coach that Rodgers would be interested in playing for. Would he be interested in going East Coast, kind of like New England? That's another issue with New England is whether or not he want to go East Coast or not. But would he want to play in New York City? Uh, Garrett Wilson, really amazing receiver. You know, Brees Hall, they're going to get back at some point. They're, they have resources to go out and get more weapons. Offensive line is improving. Quinn and Williams, dominant on the defensive line. Sauce Gardner, like, they have a pretty fun young team that with Rodgers, instead of, like, that was a team that was competing with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and, and Mike White and those guys. Like, with Rodgers, like, yeah, that should very easily be a playoff team. Now, can they make it to competing for a Super Bowl? That might be a little bit of a jump. That might turn Aaron off a little bit, but that would be a team. You look at the quarterback position and, and where that team is trying to head. Yeah, I, I think that could make a lot of sense with him going to, to New York. So that is definitely another destination that would have to be uh, in play if Green Bay does, in fact, end up wanting to trade him or if he ends up wanting to trade. Bills is obviously a hard no. The Dolphins is interesting. 
the only one, the only way that I would see this happening is if they thought like Tua is going to need like the year off because of his concussion issues. Like it's just to the point where like he might need serious time off and then they're going to reevaluate him in 2024 or something. For the record, I don't see that happening. I am sure he will probably be back to start the year in 2023. But if there was some sort of lingering concern over his concussion issues and whether or not he can play in 2023, then yeah, I can promise you Miami's going to be in the market for a quarterback because that team is built to win right now. And heck, Mike McDaniel, who was awesome, in my opinion, for the vast majority of last year, like he was on the hot seat like at the end of last year because of the losing streak that they went on in large part because Tua was out with an injury. So like he's going to feel the pressure that the entire front office is probably going to feel pressure. So yeah, I, I could see them if, if something's wrong with Tua where they think he might not be able to play for some reason. I'm not hoping that I'm not, I, I don't want to see that. I hope he's ready to go now, right? I hope he doesn't have any lingering issues, but if that would be the case, then I could see uh, the, the Dolphins, excuse me, potentially being interested. The Bills is a hard no. Bengals are a hard no. Browns are a hard no. The Ravens, that would take some quarterback carouseling because Lamar would have to go elsewhere. It would probably be some sort of franchise and trade, meaning that they would franchise him and trade him similar to what happened with Devonta Adams last year for Green Bay. They would not get a quarterback in return in that situation, and then they would trade for Aaron Rodgers. It's complicated. I think it's unlikely. You can make an argument that that's a team that you know, like, hey, has been in the conversation as a really good team every single year. If Lamar doesn't go down, you know, they're probably hosting playoff games is like and and competing in playoff games. So, but they don't have a, a lot of receiver depth. Like that Bateman, Duvernay, yeah, Mark Andrews is insanely talented. I don't know that that's, it just doesn't feel like a real Aaron Rodgers destination. And ultimately at the end of the day, I kind of just think Lamar is back. So I'm going to say no on the Ravens. Steelers is interesting, but they just spent a first round pick on Kenny Pickett. They actually, you know, made a heck of a run towards the end of the season. This just feels like a franchise that A, even with Rodgers probably isn't ready to win right now, like a Super Bowl win. And B is just like, it makes so much more sense for them just to stay with Kenny Pickett. So Steelers would be like a small, small, small percent chance if they wanted to just bring in Rodgers for a year and then give Kenny one more year to develop. Possible, just I don't think super likely. Texans, like they don't have the quarterback, but I just, there's Rodgers isn't going to say yes to the Texans. There's no way. That team's nowhere near ready to compete. Colts, kind of the same thing. This is a team that like, maybe it depends on who the head coach is and what they say they're going to do. But like, man, I yeah, if if you're Aaron, are you? If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're wanting to go compete for a Super Bowl this year, do the Indianapolis Colts give you any feel? Like, no, maybe he just does it as a, a favor to Pat, and because I know McAfee wants him to play there, but it is really, it would be a very tough sell to Aaron to say, like, yeah, come to Indy and we're going to compete for a Super Bowl next year. I don't see that. And, yeah, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you got Pittman, you got Alec Pierce. The defense isn't there. Like I, I just don't see it. I, I can't envision a scenario, even though that is a team that needs a quarterback and could make some sense in a one-year all-in scenario. I don't think it's smart for the Colts, and I, I don't think it's smart for Aaron either. Jaguars, obviously not. You've got Trevor Lawrence there. Titans, sort of the same thing as the Colts. If they move on from Tannehill, they've got the opening. You got Derrick Henry. You've got a pretty decent offensive line. You don't really have a ton of weapons on the outside. You've got a Robert Woods, maybe. Like The defense isn't quite there. If I'm Aaron, I'm just not looking at that as a situation where I feel like I can just go and compete for a Super Bowl. So I don't think the Titans ultimately make a ton of sense. Broncos are locked into Wilson. Chiefs have Mahomes. Chargers have Herbert. So those are all no's. 
And then, of course, there's the Raiders, right? Derek Carr is gone. Devontae is there. Do they want Brady? That seems like a logical Brady destination and endpoint with Josh McDaniels there already. If you're the Raiders and you saw both Rodgers and, and Brady last year, you have to have wanted Rodgers, right? Like Brady really, really, I know Rodgers had a down year, but like Brady was a worse down year. And the, the upside to Brady is he knows that offense. He knows McDaniels, probably an easier integration there. But Rodgers has that connection with Devontae that like in and of itself is probably going to win you 10 games if, if Rodgers is anywhere near uh, on point. So I don't know. That That's another really interesting one and certainly one that would be in play as well. In the NFC, all right, Commanders, Rodgers would never. Eagles have uh, obviously Jalen Hurts. The Giants are interesting. Another East Coast team, another New York team. I just think Daniel Jones ends up back there. For some reason, they decide not to go with Daniel Jones and they need a quarterback. Then yeah, like that. that's another team that like, hey, they were just a playoff team and really good. Rodgers can probably outplay Danny Dimes. They you know probably need to add a receiver for Aaron in that situation. Just don't see it. And again, Green Bay might not be willing to trade in the NFC anyway, but Giants would be interesting. I just expect Daniel Jones to be back there. The Cowboys, would he play with Mike McCarthy again? It's very difficult to envision a scenario. They would have to move on from Dak. They would not only have to move on from Dak, they would have to move on from Dak post-June 1st and then trade for Rodgers post-June 1st, which could be beneficial for Green Bay. I don't think that, that it's not going to be a you know Dak for Rodgers swap, first of all. That gets way too complicated. And so you're going to have to find a different trade partner for Dak post-June 1st. And then you're going to have to find, and then you're going to have to keep Green Bay on, you know, on hold and that they're not going to get anything in return until past June 1st. It just ends up way too complicated. And I just don't see Green Bay being like, yeah, we'll ship him to Dallas. Just, and Mike McCarthy. I just, I don't ever see that happening. NFC North's out of the question. No way they're trading them to Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, whether they should even consider it. It's another story. It's just not going to happen. The Falcons, the Rodgers wouldn't do it. I, I just don't see him looking at the Falcons and be like, yep, we're ready to compete. Saints is interesting. I kind of view it as the same, a team that's on the decline. You get Kamara, you get Olave. Juwan Johnson's better at tight end than I think people give him credit for. You've got a, an okay offensive line, you know, kind of set in stone there. You still got Cameron Jordan on defense, Demario Davis. It's just, it's an aging team that seems to be more on the decline. I, I would say it's a maybe, but I just, I don't really see that happening. Bucks, I, same thing, right? Declining team. If Brady's leaving. It's probably an indication that that team's ready to go in a different direction. I, I don't see that either. Panthers is a slightly interesting one. And if you're Carolina, I think what you would have to do, this would have to be a desperate move, but Carolina basically would say, and they'd have to put some things on hold here, but what if Carolina says, hey, what coach do you want? You want Sean Payton? All right, we'll go get Sean Payton. You want, and if, obviously Payton would agree to it as well, but like, who do you want as head coach? Who do you want as coordinator? Who do you want as whatever? Like, who do you want us to go pair with DJ Moore? Like, what do you want to make this happen? Like, they would have to give him insane autonomy. And even then he might look at that roster and be like, man, even if I get my coach, even if I get my offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coaches that I want, even if I, even if we can go out and get DeAndre Hopkins to pair with DJ Moore, is this team, is this team ready? Maybe, maybe with Moore and Hopkins and Rogers and that, the rest of that team, Brian Burns on defense and JC Horn and that whole crew, Jeremy Chin, maybe he feels like they could. 
I wouldn't put it as an impossibility. I just think they would have to promise Rodgers a lot of things in order to make that happen. Cardinals can't because they're stuck with that Murray contract. 49ers, I just think Brock Purdy and like is probably played himself into that starting role. Like he's they're in the NFC Championship game with that guy. I, I don't know. I, I think that's Brock Purdy's job now, and they still have Trey Lance too, which complicates things even more. So I I just don't know that they're gonna say like, hey, one year of Rodgers, we're gonna take on this huge you know future salary cap. Like I just think they run it back. They might even win the Super Bowl. So I I, I don't see that right now. Seahawks probably just bring back Geno, and I just don't think that team is quite ready. Rams have Stafford and are also kind of just on the decline. What's going to happen with Donald? Cup's coming back from injury. Just probably doesn't make a ton of sense, right? So what does that leave us with? Patriots are really interesting. Jets are very interesting. Raiders are very interesting. Kind of intrigued by the Panthers. Like those are to me kind of like the four teams that kind of make the most sense. Maybe the Ravens if the Lamar situation ends up weird, but even that I just don't really see. So I'm going to say Patriots, Jets, Raiders, Panthers would probably be the four that I would put on the top of my list. Not sure any of them's ideal. I mean, Rodgers to the Raiders makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons, but that, again, that could just be filled with, with Brady as well. So going to be very, very interesting to see what would ultimately happen. The Patriots one is by far and away the most interesting. Belichick and Rodgers, a bunch of money to spend. You know that team would come in. Belichick would have the defense, but man, I mean, it almost adds to the, like, Magic Rogers, especially if you did the 12 in that stadium from right? like the whole thing. Which is I know some of you like Rogers, Rogers and Patriots, get it? Doesn't doesn't sit well, but that's a really interesting. Thing. That's gonna do it for me today. Thank you for joining me on Conjecture City. I know everyone loves hypotheticals, so you're welcome in advance. I'll be right back here tomorrow. Not talking Rogers trade stuff unless he was actually you know, traded, uh, but. I appreciate you guys for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. And until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.